You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The show is presented by Larry King Law. Are the Jets actually going to pull this off? There's reportedly a contingent of Jets brass flying to Green Bay to talk to Aaron Rodgers himself. They're in motion, Tim. Mobilize! Aaron Rodgers speaking to the Jets. He's been given permission to speak to the Jets by the Green Bay Packers, who is still under contract by... Are you buying Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? Do you like... Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. 757-687-9494. That's really the best the best question. Is it a good move? Aaron Rodgers to New York City. I mean that's a, that's a heck of a marriage. 757-687-9494. Our call in line, I believe fixed up so you can call in at 757-687-9494. We want to hear from you. It started last night. Trey Wingo said that the the Jets and Rodgers had spoken. Friend of the show, Trey Wingo. Got a little crazy on, on our show a couple weeks ago. Now the Jets team officials are flying to Green Bay to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person per Dan Graziano of ESPN. If Aaron Rodgers is willing to leave the Packers, the Packers are willing to let Aaron Rodgers leave. And if Aaron Rodgers is open to joining the Jets, I say this, with full throat and full volume. The Jets better not mess this up. They've done the hard work. They've gotten it here. They better not mess this up. Yesterday, we talked about Derek Carr getting his contract with the Saints, and surprisingly, most of the response on our text line, uh, or at least a lot of it, maybe not most of it, was, what are the Jets going to do now? And I went, they better get Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets get the chance, and and it appears that they will, to pitch Aaron Rodgers, right? To get in a boardroom or get in his his, den, or I don't know where they would meet, a restaurant somewhere, and recruit Aaron Rodgers, they have to pull out all the stops. Bring out the mock-ups, the the architectural design drawings of turning one wing of the facility into a darkness retreat. Do whatever you have to do. Pitch him the world. Bring Garrett Wilson highlight tapes. Bring Nathaniel Hackett for sure, who's their offensive coordinator and has been one of the offensive coordinators that Aaron Rodgers has had success under. We're talking MVPs. If the Packers open up the bidding, the Jets better offer enough to win that that auction. And the Raiders are going to be desperate too. And if, and if others get in there, they're going to be willing to give up a lot. I don't care what the others give up. The Jets better give up $1 more. They better offer $1 more, Bob. This is this is like a, a yes or no activity for them. Pass, fail. There's not a lot of other options that fit what they need. They need to win quickly. 
They've they've built a, a nice nest around the quarterback position. Right? They they have all of these things that they've done well. They've drafted exceptionally except for Zach Wilson. If if they would have hit on Zach Wilson, we'd be good. All right, we'd be chilling. There'd be no need to even be that their draft would just be for luxuries. But they didn't, so now they have the line, they have the defense, they have the receivers, they have the running back. What do they need? The quarterback, and there happens to be a four-time MVP that is open to talking with you? All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Like, this is one, it is, it is, they've, like, when I say they've done the hard part, for those of you that golf, they they drove it 315 down the middle, approach shot to a foot. All they have to do is walk up there and tap it in for birdie. Tap it in. Let's give a little tap, tap, taparoo. We talk about Happy Gilmore on this show. NFL can learn something from it. Get it done, Jets. Get it done. Let's go to the call-in line. John in Hampton has some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Again, our call-in line is open and working. It's available to you, 757-687-9494. John in Hampton, thanks for calling in. What do you think about the Aaron Rodgers-Jets conversations that are happening somewhere very soon in Green Bay? Uh, I don't think it's a good idea because he wants he's going to follow uh, Brett Farr. Go to another team that wins. That's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa, I don't know if you saw the news. Tampa Bay releasing Donovan Smith today. That they, they might be in kind of reset mode. I'm not sure if they're they're making a move for Aaron Rodgers. But but to to go back to your first point, do you think like the narrative is something to avoid? If the Jets are the best team out there when it comes to um when it comes to just kind of the, the overarching roster, coaches, all those sorts of things, would but that is where Brett Favre went. Is that enough to really sway in, in the opposite direction just because he doesn't want to follow Brett Favre? Yes, I do. All right. Appreciate the call. Uh, sometimes it's that simple. Don't you Don't you think, though, he's, he's kind of used to following Brett Favre? You could argue his whole career he's he's just been, been following Brett Favre. And what if he goes to the Jets and wins? If he goes to the Jets and does what Brett Favre couldn't? It's one thing to follow Brett Favre. It's another to like walk through the door better than Brett Favre walk through the door. Again, that call in line open 757-687-9494. We've got some very big news that just broke. We've got some very big news that just broke. So again, keep your thoughts coming on Aaron Rodgers 757-687 9494. I'll give you the news that just broke right now, and then we'll come back after the break and talk about it because the Ravens just insulted Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have officially franchise tagged this is coming from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network at Rap Sheet on Twitter. Let me let me do the double checking and triple check and make sure it's not a fake account. Yep, six minutes ago, Ian Rappaport tweeted. The Ravens have officially franchise tagged Lamar Jackson, giving him the non-exclusive tag. Now, we went over this yesterday. I'll give you the the details of what the non-exclusive tag means. That means that any other team can sign Lamar Jackson to what they call an offer sheet, which would be a contract offer. And if the Ravens do not match that contract, 
then that team will take Lamar Jackson in exchange for two first-round picks that will go to the Ravens. So one of the teams that have been mentioned often with Lamar, the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have $60 million in cap space this upcoming year. The Ravens have 25. They could sign a franchise or sign an offer sheet to Lamar Jackson that has $50 million in salary in year number one that the Ravens would have a very hard time matching. And then what would happen is the Ravens would have to watch Lamar Jackson go play for the Falcons in exchange for two future first round picks from the Falcons coming back to the Ravens. They could have put him under the exclusive tag. They put him under the non-exclusive tag. The Baltimore Ravens have opened up the door for Lamar Jackson to walk out of town. That conversation will continue. I want your reactions on the call in line, 757-687-9494. The Baltimore Ravens non-exclusively franchise tag Lamar Jackson. Uh, That is a haymaker in that relationship. Maybe a knockout blow. 757-687-9494. More coming up. The Philip Rivers conundrum, the Darren McFadden effect, and the Ring of Honor complex. Don't worry, Tim will explain everything. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Lamar Jackson should run. Should run, should should sell his house in Baltimore. He should get as far away from the Ravens as possible. I honestly, we talked about this exact situation yesterday on the show. Part of my brain was still saying, it's not possible. They won't do it. They won't do it. They couldn't do it. They won't do it. They shouldn't do it. I think that's what my brain was saying the most. They shouldn't do it. But they did it. Ian Rapport tweeted out a few minutes ago that the Baltimore Ravens have non-exclusively franchise tagged Lamar Jackson which now allows him to negotiate with other teams. You don't do that for your franchise quarterback to save $13 million, which is the difference between the exclusive franchise tag, which means you can't talk to anybody, and the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means talk to everybody. $32 million to forty-five, million, roughly. If you promised him a one-year, $45 million deal, which is what the exclusive franchise tag would have been, he is your quarterback. He can't talk to anybody else. If you put him on the non-exclusive franchise tag, it is a one-year, $32 million agreement. However, he gets to go negotiate with all of the other teams in the league. And if any of them want to sign him to an offer sheet, the ball is now in the Ravens' court, meaning... They get to match said contract or they get to say, take that deal with that other team. We get two first round picks and it's not a negotiation. It's not like, Hey, we can, we have four first round picks. It's two first round picks preordained for more of the details. Here's Ian Rappaport who broke the news uh, of NFL network on, uh, on Lamar's situation. Now that he is non-exclusively tagged. It, it is in fact it is in fact the non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson, thirty-two million dollars, which I would say, on one hand, is interesting because it allows the Ravens to not pay over forty million or so dollars for Lamar Jackson. On the other hand, this is essentially putting it out there to other teams. If you want him for the right sure. price, then certainly you can have him. And I would say sure. the fact that someone else could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet 
give them two first-round picks and end up bringing Lamar Jackson onto their team really ramps up the intensity here. The Baltimore Ravens now officially tagging Lamar Jackson, but a lot of other teams are going to be looking at this and going, what is the right price on this one? Not only what is the right price, they are thinking, how can I force the Ravens to not match an offer sheet? Correct, because an offer sheet isn't just a total. It's not just like total compensation. It is everything down to guarantees, bonuses, roster bonuses, when the money hits the cap. Right, it is all lined up. I just brought up the 2023 NFL team salary cap rankings. This is on Spotrack. The Atlanta Falcons have the second most with $62 million in cap space. The Baltimore Ravens are at 22 with minus 9 million. They're 9 million over the cap. So if I'm the Falcons, I'm signing Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet that gives him a ton of money against the cap in the first year. Because I know the Ravens would have to do gymnastics. They'd have to become a contortionist to match that offer sheet. And then when they don't, I throw the two first-round picks, which is a steal for a former MVP who's in his mid-20s. And then I I pretty much just start high-fiving. Like, the only thing left to do there is celebrate. You just get excited that you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. And you tell him, hey, next offseason, we'll rework some of this money to make our cap situation better so we can put better players around you and and all those sorts of things. But for right now, you're going to have to accept $45 million in cash year one. Sorry, you're going to have to do it. We'll we'll work out the details later. Let's get you to Atlanta. I mean, come on. Now, in fairness, I think we can look at, I think we can look at um, the Ravens side of this, right? There's one possible trap door that I think might make this a logical choice for them uh let's see if travis in virginia beach has it uh the call in line is 757-687-9494 if you're just tuning in lamar jackson non-exclusively franchise tag which means he is going to be allowed to negotiate with other teams travis in virginia beach has some thoughts travis thanks for calling in what do you have thanks for taking the call i was thinking about the raven side of it and it's like instead of trying to come at him with a deal that you know, like how Cleveland did and give them some bizarre number that they could probably use this tag, see what other people are actually offering, whether it be 30, maybe even 38, you know, 36. Who knows? I know Falcons got 60 million, but to put all your eggs in the one basket, we'll have to see what happens with them. And then even if they do try to put the eggs in one basket, who's to say the Ravens aren't like, hey, man, we just didn't want to throw out a BS contract and now we know what you want or really that take this is here take it <laughs> so so y- y- what you're saying is uh it, on the open market when he can negotiate with everybody he might get a deal that is significantly less than he was pressing the ravens to give him not significantly less. Well, I, I can't remember the number the ravens were offering off the top of my head now but when you start looking at these other court, other teams i know the falcons got a lot of money mm-hmm. and man they're they they're they are set but there's I mean, $60 million, you're not going to give your entire cap, I believe, to, to Lamar Jackson, but who knows? They might, but I think if the Ravens side of it is they don't have to do this back and forth, back and forth with no agent and no one to really 
navigate the scene. He can say, all right, go figure it out, and then come back to us, and then we'll match it. You know, yep. just like, you know, you ask mom, you ask your mom for something, <laughs> and they say, well, you got to go ask your dad. And dad says, well, I'll give you this. And then mom's like, all right, then fine, we'll match it. You know? <laughs> All right, appreciate the call. Uh, you're you're close to where I was going, so so good good call. Call back at any time seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Here's the the here's the out for the Ravens. If they truly believe that Lamar Jackson's demands were otherworldly high, right? Like, if they truly believe he was not budging off a number or a guaranteed number or a bonus or something that is, is like, just outlandish, this might be their strong-arm tactic to just go, fine, go get it. If it's out there, go get it. And then he's going to come back with, with some signed offer sheet, and they're going to sign whatever it is and say, yeah, perfect. They did our negotiating for us. Like, we, we, we knew you weren't going to get what you were asking for. Now you see what's out there. It's kind of the equivalent of, um, like, they could have tagged him and then tagged him again next year, and then he'd hit the open market. It's almost like them saying, I don't want to wait that long to either like, like, you know, do our business or get off the pot. Let's just open it up right now when we have a little bit more power. That's the only logic I can see from the Ravens side. The only logic I can see. And I and, and that would have had to have been communicated to me as Lamar, like if I were Lamar Jackson. The like if they're saying, listen, we want you to get market value. Right now, here's what we think market value is for you. Your idea of what your market value is is way higher. Let's put you on the market. Right, let's see what we can get. You know, it kind of strikes me this is going to be the second Happy Gilmore reference in the first half hour of this show. Kind of strikes me is that the whole auction scene in Happy Gilmore. For those of you unfamiliar with the cinematic classic starring Adam Sandler, uh, Shooter McGavin buys his grandmother's house. Sorry, I need to go back a step. His grandmother loses the house to foreclosure. She didn't pay her taxes, right? And the tax man tells Happy, you can get the house back for whatever it is, 275 grand by this date. He shows up on that date with the money, and the guy's like, yeah, you can do it. You just got to go win the auction. Right? It feels like the Raven said, all right, Lamar, you can go get your 300 million now. Right? You can go get your 250 guaranteed. You just have to go get it. Then we'll give it to you. Right? Go get have someone promise you $400 million guaranteed, then we'll give it to you. I don't think there's anyone out there that's going to do it. James in Newport News on the call-in line, 757-687-9494. James, thanks for calling in. What do you think about the Lamar situation? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm just calling to say, you know, I've been watching sports my whole life, man. It's one of the most disrespectful things I've honestly ever seen. You know, I'm a Giants fan. I know they're not going to do it, but if I was another team, I'm calling Lamar Jackson right now. And I say, I'm, I got $231 million for you guaranteed right now. Let's go. Because it's clear the Ravens don't look around the league and see some teams haven't had quarterbacks in 30, 40 years. And you don't just let that walk away. You don't, let, you don't want to play with it. You even think that it could possibly walk away. I, I think you are very in line with my thought process. Thank you for calling in. I mean, it is disrespectful. I want that to be clear. It is disrespectful. Right? It's, it's, so let's say you're, I mean, the, the relationship metaphor we use all the time, 
quarterback and team it's like a, it's like a marriage or or like a dating and then you're you're engaged and then you're you're the long-term contract is the putting a ring on it right there's a big difference between saying like you can't do better than me and saying no seriously i want you to prove you can't do better than me so go out there and try to find someone better than me that's what the ravens are doing the Ravens are saying, you can't find a team willing to pay you more than I'm willing to pay you. And, and Lamar's going, I absolutely could. I am a catch. Everybody wants what I have. And instead of saying like, okay, let's let's work on this, the Ravens said, fine, go, go do it. Go to the bar tonight. Go to the club. See, see if your, your options are better than mine. Go. And that's a, that's a danger. You might find somebody, right? Now he's now he's out there, you know, showing off. Put on his best clothes, went out there to dance. And 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 I can't emphasize enough that other teams are going to try this happens in the NBA all the time with these these non-exclusive franchise tags. Um they're going to try to 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 structure the contract in a way that the Ravens just can't match. They might be like the total number the Ravens might go, I, "Of course I would pay that." But we can't pay it the way you've structured it, and you got to choose the structure. the The last point I'll make, not the last point I'll make. I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot today. By the way, call in with your points seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. But you know what? I'm actually going to save this. The Ravens have messed this up in a bunch of different ways. This is the latest way. But let's be real. Two first round picks. They probably could have gotten four two months ago. The compensation is a problem in this as well. 757-687-9494, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's the Tim Donnelly Show presented by Larry King Law. We'll be back with more Lamar Talk coming up next. We're talking about the NFL right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are taking the show on the road next week, Monday through Wednesday, as we lead up to the men's NCAA tournament, which can be heard right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, next week on Monday, we'll be broadcasting live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. On Tuesday, we will be live from Virginia Beach Inland Reef Bar and Grill. Wednesday, we will be live from Old Beach Tavern in Virginia Beach. Uh, so if you you, uh, you want to stop out and see us, talk to us, chat it up, get ready for the the brackets and everything, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, we are going back on the road leading up to the men's NCAA tourney next week. Right now, Lamar Jackson's probably going on the road. And you know what's like, this is where it gets really interesting, the fact that he doesn't have an agent. Because now he's not just like negotiating with one team when you don't have an agent is, all right, I read the contract. Here's what I'd like to change. Back to you. What if he gets like seven offers and he's sitting there just like, you know, he and, and his lawyer, I'm sure he has somebody like con- contract expert, but that's that's going to be a lot of chaos. I also want to go down this path. And by the way, 757-687-9494. Call in line. Actually, let's go to Tyler in Newport News. Let's get this in. But I want to. There's one more point I want to make about the Ravens. The Ravens have have, for all of the goodwill they get for being such a stable franchise, this 
undoes quite a bit of that. Uh, Tyler in Newport News is on the call in line. He has a, a question about the Lamar Jackson situation. Again, that call in line, 757-687-9494. Tyler, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Hey, Tim. So my thing is, is like, I know it's all fun and speculate like Lamar going to like the Falcons because they have the most money and everything. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Lamar, I'm, I'm not going to the Falcons. There's, that, that, that's an abysmal franchise that has no weapons. You know, you, you're only going there to really just take the money. But if I was Lamar, I would be, you know, trying to get to like Carolina. But also, how does this affect the, you know, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake? Because in all seriousness, the Jets are on their way to go talk to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> But you're telling me that I can get a 20-year-old guy that's in his prime for two first and instead of a guy that I'm going to pay $60 million for maybe one or two years? I mean, if, 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 I, if, I think it's a no-brainer. If I was the Jets, I'd turn that jet around and I'd go straight to Baltimore. The the Part of the, the deal is, um, and I agree that, that if I'm Lamar, I wouldn't want to make a decision based on money. But if you, you can't take a discount on this deal because then the Ravens would match it. You know what I mean? Yep. You need to go yeah, somewhere where the money is ginormous so the, the Ravens don't just quickly call the bet and, and, and you know, you have to go back to Baltimore. Yeah, and that, that's why I think, like, between Carolina, I don't know the cap situations, but mm-hmm. I know between Carolina and the Jets, they usually have, like, a pretty young team. Most players are on their first-year deals. They don't really have any big, you know, contracts, big-name contracts. So I would assume that they have cap to make a deal to where they could flood the first year, like you were saying, mm-hmm. where the Ravens don't have that first-year money. Appreciate the call. Uh, I actually I have the 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 rankings for cap space up in front of me. The Jets are two million over the cap, so they, you know, in, in terms have seven million more space or less over the cap than the the Ravens and the Panthers. Ooh, Panthers might not be unless I missed them. All right, yeah, they're three million over, so they're they're not in a tremendously great spot cap wise either. But they're they're not in jail. It would just take some creativity. It would just take some creativity. Um, here's what I want to bring up about the Ravens. Two first-round picks. If if a team is able to sign Lamar to a contract that they don't want to match, two first-round picks would be their compensation. That is a even if you get someone else to overspend, like that don't like that doesn't hurt. I mean, that doesn't help you. It hurts another team. If you're just like, whoa, that's never going to be worth it. Well, you could have traded them to that same team six months ago, a year ago. And you would have gotten, I hope, a ton more. Like you, whether you want Lamar to be your 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 quarterback or you don't believe he's worth it and you don't want him to be your quarterback, you did not maximize the value of your asset if you only get two first-round picks back. For example... Russell Wilson was traded last offseason. He brought back quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, who was a first-round draft pick, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two additional first-round picks, one of which was the ninth overall, and the 2023 pick, which again, very good pick, the sixth overall, two second-round picks, and a 2022 fifth-round selection, and a 2022 fourth-round selection. For Russell Wilson, who was a no-time MVP going into his age 34 season. He was 34 years old this past year. Lamar is going into his age 26 season as a one-time MVP, and you'd get two first-round picks for him. That is severely mismanaging your asset. Let's go back to the call in line. Donovan in Virginia Beach. 
If you know Donovan, you know who uh you know which team he thinks is going to get in the Lamar Jackson sweepstake. One we haven't mentioned yet. Donovan, thanks for calling in. Who do you think is going to be making a play for Lamar? Uh, Dave Ziegler, man. Why? Because Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, they, they, that, that hot seat is getting real hot, man. Plus, we in a division with Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Why not get Lamar Jackson? Now, I know we might have to give up Darren Waller, Hunter Riffle, or Josh Jacobs, but if we can get Lamar Jackson for the next decade, then why not, man? It's just, it makes perfect sense, man. I don't know if we get him. Hopefully, we get CJ Stroud. We don't get Lamar Jackson, but why not make a push for the once in a lifetime generation, man? Are, are you saying move on from those players for salary cap purposes? Because you're not going to have to trade any players if, if Lamar Jackson signs an offer sheet with you. Yeah, like, I would I would be cool with, like, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs at the core and keep Darren Waller, Hunter Riffle. Cause I know we're going to have to, uh, for cap reasons, then we got to improve the defense. Mm-hmm. But if Lamar Jackson's on the table, man, why not, man? We got the AFC West for the next decade, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, I, w- I was with you, AFC West for the next decade? Lamar Jackson is great. Patrick Mahomes is greater. You 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 move into the Herbert territory. Like I I can I can talk about improving the Raiders. I ain't ready to knock off those Chiefs quite yet. I mean, we had that same conversation last offseason when Russell signed with the Broncos. Just how great that AFC West was going to be. Same old story. And and I called it crazy then. And that check. It's it's just it's. The Ravens had an, an MVP in his second year in the league. They're not going to extend him. They're not going to get maximum value for him on the trade market. That if they keep him, they're going to have to do so on someone else's terms, meaning someone else is going to draw up the whole contract. They're going to put it how they like to navigate the cap, not how the Ravens navigate the cap. And if they don't keep him, they're going to get two first-round picks. That is a severe mismanagement. Severe mismanagement. All right, we're going we're gonna to get to a conversation we had earlier today with Zach Kuntz, ODU tight end. You know where I'd want to go if I were a tight end going into the draft? Wherever Lamar Jackson ends up, because Mark Andrews seemed to have a good deal going with Baltimore. Uh, ODU tight end Zach Koontz, he's obviously an NFL prospect now. He was one of the stars of the recently concluded NFL scouting combine where he was uh, measured in at 6'7", 255 pounds, number one amongst all tight ends in the 40-inch vert- or in, in the vertical with a 40-inch jump, uh, number one amongst all tight ends with a 10-8 broad jump, number two amongst all tight ends with a 4-5-5-40 time, and he joined uh, joined us on the phones earlier today. That conversation coming up next. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Joining us on the phone line, Zach Kuntz. You know him as an ODU tight end. He's also an NFL prospect and the star or one of the stars of the recently concluded NFL scouting combine. Uh, Zach, thanks for taking the time. I'll, I'll throw some of the numbers out there. Uh, six, seven, two tallest player ever to record a 40 inch vert at the combine 10 inch broad, which was along with your vert. Number one of all tight ends four, five, five, 40 time, which was you know, all the way down at number two tight ends at the combine. Uh, we'll start with the, the, the vert. You're the tallest player in NFL Combine history to record a 40-inch vertical. Could you win the NBA dunk contest if we put it in right now? <laughs> I uh, I don't know about that. I've seen some of the some of the stuff those guys are doing, jumping over cars. <laughs> that's uh, it's 
something I've never attempted before, but I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try it one day. And, and I don't know how many of them are, are 255 also. So uh, you know, wait till after the ink dries on the contract before you start risking injury. But I, I, I do want to see a couple viral videos of, of you, Duncan, because that that is a bananas uh, vert. It's a, it really is a bananas performance at, at the combine where numbers speak so much. Did you did you know going into it that you were going to light up the combine the way you did? Did you feel like you had a secret that you were ready to unleash? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, those are conversations you know I've had with my uh, my training staff down here in uh, Exos Pensacola. I've uh, done a tremendous job with me, um, like through my training. You know, it is a little different, especially kind of with that forty stuff, uh, adjusting my starts and things a little bit because I am a, a longer uh, type of player. Um, but you know, the day I stepped foot here, I told them you know the things that I wanted to accomplish. And they kind of looked at me a little, a little <laughs> like I kind of had two heads, something uh, at first. But you know, I once I kind of started working, um, you know, kind of putting it all together, I uh, felt really confident about you know my abilities to perform well, and glad I was able to you know do it when it mattered. Zach Kuntz, ODU tight end, NFL prospect, connecting, connecting with us here on the phone lines. Uh, are you completely over the injury that forced you to miss so much of the the season down here at ODU? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had my uh, the surgery uh, this season, and then, uh, you know, a huge part of what I've kind of been doing here, I've, I've really only been, you know, training kind of full speed for about probably about a, a month, month and a half. Um, so, obviously, you know, please kind of pleased with the, the performance of what I, what I was able to do uh, in my, my recovery process. Uh, but, you know, the recovery's been going really, really well, and, I'm you know, I'm very happy with where I'm at. What would you say – uh, obviously, now that you're, you're you're back on the healthy side, you've shown the the athleticism. What'd you say is something that that you still have to work on to get ready for the NFL as you make the transition from ODU up to the the bigs? Sure, um, I think continuing, you know, honing in on my craft and whether it be uh, you know footwork drills, whether it be in the, with running routes, whether it be in the foot game, uh, you know, uh, run game. Excuse me. Uh, I think uh, continuing to work on those things, you know, that's something that you never can polish off so much that and say like, okay, I'm done with that. I've mastered that. So I think that's something to always continue working on, you know, being a bigger player, you know, being able to keep my pad level low, um, having good hand placement. I think those are all things uh, always continue to work on. Zach Koontz joining us here on the phone lines on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Fresh off a NFL combine performance where he turned in the the best vert, the best broad jump, and second best 40 time of all the tight ends at the entire event. Now, I, I saw at, at the uh, the combine, you mentioned that that a little bit of the modeling of your game, so much of this pre-draft process, and, and you know it's really the media and probably more than you, is comparisons. I saw you throw out Jeremy Shockey's name. Is that strictly a haircut thing, or is there actually some play that, that you're monitoring it off of? No, I, I think, uh, you know, I love watching some of those older, uh, you know, older videos uh, of those guys playing and just kind of like the mentalities of kind of, you know, how, how they went about playing the game and, and the position. Uh, I think it's super cool to kind of, you know, take all perspectives of that. And, you know, it's kind of coincidence with the, with the hair kind of <laughs> growing out mine. Um, obviously not the same, you know, body dimensions and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, you know, there's still, I think the, it's an important element, uh, with the tight ends that, I mean, you mean you have to be just as good as a, uh, you know, pass catcher as you, as you are, you know, as a blocker. So you get the best parts of a wide out, best parts of an offensive lineman. You kind of, you know, you know, smash that into one person. I think that's what's so great about the tight end position that, you know, there's a lot asked from you, 
and you know pretty much the tight end position as a whole you know it's it's a it's a high production low maintenance uh type of job and uh, uh that, i mean that's just why i love the position so much what what do you what do you think of when you hear this name because this is the other name that i saw referenced uh when when making comparisons with you quite a bit and it does have to do with body type and explosion and, and that name is jimmy graham yeah, I mean that that's that's super sweet uh to you know be able to see that in that comparison and um with with a lot of that, you know, that, that I've watched plenty plenty of his tape as well, uh, whether it be like on YouTube or you know in our in our film systems and things like that. Obviously, he knew what it took uh to be successful at the position and and did a hell of a job with that. Um so, you know, that's something I can definitely continue uh to to uh you know to watch and to learn from. Um I think it's a huge bonus to be able to you know watch tape from from previous greats uh, that played the position and uh you know do your best to try and apply that to your own game we hear a lot about all these interviews that take place at the combine uh which teams were you speaking with or or which ones stood out i guess if you if you talk to a whole bunch of them sure yeah they take us to uh you know a, a large you know room where we kind of bounce around uh speak to a bunch of different teams uh, but, I, you know, I had some great conversations, was able to meet, uh, you know, a good bit of, you know, the tight ends coaches, uh, just kind of get a feel, obviously, you know, them get a feel for me, you know, as a person, as a player, uh, mainly, you know, trying to get, you know, just like information about you, your family, uh, just trying to see, you know, who the player is, you know, behind the pads. And um, so, yeah, I had some, you know, great conversations. It was really good to, you know, be able to um, – you know, put my face in front of them, you know, get T.O. to have those uh, conversations and uh, kind of build that relationship. What were they What were they prying on most? What did they most want to know about you other than, you know, how are you feeling, how's it going? Like like when they were digging in, what, what were they digging in on? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they love, you know, a, a big piece of it too is, you know, they kind of ask you, you know, just like different things that you've been through, like mm-hmm. whether in your in your own personal life or in your athletic career. Uh, you know, different adversity or some things that you faced. Um, you know, in, in the NFL, it's, it's very high, high stakes job, high stress position where, um, you know, when, when all, you know, all hell is kind of breaking loose at certain times, like, are you going to be someone that can, that can keep your cool, that can, you know, just put your, put your head down and keep working? Or, you know, are you going to, you know, react rashly or, or, you know, have overreaction or underreaction? Like, they find different ways. Like, how, what are, what are some styles that, um, that you find most successful with, with coaching? Like, how, what makes you tick? Like, how can I, like, do I have to motivate you? Do I have to light a fire under your butt? Or are you self-motivated? So those are those are a lot of things uh, that they kind of, you know, talk about just to try to get a better feel of, you know, what the type of player you are, um, you know, that they're going to have in their position rooms and in their building. Did, did you get any of those stereotypically kind of crazy questions we hear every year coming out of the combine? Yeah, I'd say the, you know, the strangest question I kind of got was um, they just said, um, if if you and I were to go to Chipotle and um, I got a water cup and filled it up with a soda, you know, what what would your initial reaction be? Or like kind of how would you handle that situation? What did you say? What was the answer? Uh, Oh, I said uh, said I would ask him why. (laughs) I'd say, (laughs) you know, why you did that. you know, at different times, like I, I've definitely, uh, I mean, I've even been to a Chipotle before where they told me, like, I'll oh, just get a water cup and fill it up. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, are you sure? Uh, but um, so, yeah, it's, they, you know, they, they throw in some, like, I guess, silly questions or whatever like that here and there. Uh, but, you know, it's all for uh, 
it's all for a purpose. It's not not just saying something for no reason at all. So there's there's definitely there's all always an evaluation being done. Zach Koontz, former ODU tight end, NFL prospect, rising up draft boards following a dominant NFL scouting combine. Connecting with us here on the phone lines, uh, Zach, have your your agents started to, or your representation started to have the the expectations conversation? Maybe a a range around a day where where you should start getting your hopes up. Yeah, uh, I've definitely had some of those conversations, uh, you know, with my agent um, here and there. Uh, I think, you know, especially after this weekend, um, kind of when the dust settles a little bit, um, you know, a huge part of the combine is, yeah, they look at your athleticism and what you're able to do. But at the end of the day, it, it matters if you can play ball. Uh, it'd be real nice if, you you know, you can jump high, run fast. But, you know, if you can't catch the ball, then and or, you know, b- block well or do and do those things at a, at a high level. Um not as you know beneficial to a team especially they're making such a large investment in you um whether it be time or whether it be you know financially with a lot of those things so it's an opportunity where you know teams can go back and watch your film and take a little uh, deeper dive into uh you know studying my film in in particular and then uh kind of have more and more of those conversations uh, meetings that we can kind of have uh, up until the draft there are many opportunities where you get kind of all of the the best athletes of a of a, a draft class together at one place. Uh, the combine is obviously one of them. Did did any of the other athletes impress you? Did did any of them make your eyebrows go like holy cow? Uh yeah. I mean, there's some things that you know you see here and there. Uh, I mean, like even after the fact, kind of took me until after I had my own uh, performance or, you know, my own uh, competition day where I kind of like was able to sit back and see what some of these other guys are doing. But I mean, even a guy I'm training with, uh, was training with this whole time down here, he's defensive end. He's over 280 pounds and ran a four, four, nine. And so <laughs> see, see, see a guy, you know, that size, you know, moving that quick, you know, on the defensive line, you know, I've, the quarterbacks were definitely put on notice without, you know, with that, um, and, you know, you see offensive linemen jumping like 37 inches mm. um, on sun- Sunday, I think it was. But, you know, up until, you know, I was pretty focused on, you know, trying to, you know, perform my best that I could, you know, leading up to it. And then once I kind of took a step back, was able to see um, what some of the other guys were doing. We're talking with Zach Koontz here from ODU Tight End. Zach, uh, we're obviously all pulling for you here. We, we, we tracked you at ODU, really enjoyed rooting for you. Uh, these last few, I, I want to get your opinion on some of your teammates. Uh, another Another ODU athlete joined you at the combine, Nick Saldaveri. A little bit, a little bit more difficult for an interior offensive lineman or a projected interior offensive lineman. Obviously, played tackle at ODU to stand out. But, but what's your scouting report on that guy? No, I, I think he did. In my personal opinion, I, did, I think he did stand out. I think what's what's really important, especially with the offensive line, is you know they're not necessarily looking for guys running four, four, mm. four, fives. You know what I mean? Uh, so maybe it's a little less, you know, flashy, but you know, what's important is that the guys are moving smooth They're in their position drills. You know, they're able to move well. They don't look like, you know, they're, they're, they're having a baby running, running around <laughs> or, you know, straining a bunch. Uh, but you know, Sal is, you know, he's one of, he's my best friend, you know, my roommate, uh, you know, he's my guy, but I think what's important in what he does is he can play center guard and tackle, you know, whatever's asked upon him you know, whether it be, you know, pass protection, run game, like whatever it would be, you know, he's a smart enough football player that he could play all three positions at a very high level. And I think kind of what I touched on earlier is like he's smooth when he runs, you know, he's an athletic dude and, you know, he's explosive as hell. 
Uh, you can see that, you know, in his lifts and, like, you know, what he's able to do. And I've seen that firsthand. And um, I think he's got a great uh, future ahead of him. You you also spent a season as a teammate at Penn State where you started your career uh, with Will Levis, where where he started his career. Is is he the real deal? Is all, is all that hype about the arm strength and everything, is, is, is that as advertised? Yeah, I, I've seen Will uh, be, you know, kneeling, you know, both knees at the 50-yard line and just, you know, chuck a ball and hit the goalpost <laughs> like crossbars like like two or three times in a row. So what, when, uh, you know, when he says he has a cannon, that's 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 fully true. <laughs> there's there's no line with that. I've, I've even caught a ball from him before on a slant and, you know, the my gloves ripped open. Like they're basically a brand new pair of gloves and the seam in my uh, the seam in the gloves completely ripped. So I I'd definitely say he's got some some torque coming on the ball. Um, he's but uh, I think to go with that and what you want in any quarterback position is you know the ability to command the offense and he's a super smart dude. Um, did a tremendous job in school. Um, we we had a bunch of classes together you know back at Penn State and uh, you know he's always been you know super studious not only obviously in school but you know also the game itself. So I think he's a, a smart football player as well as you know that jock football player where he, you know he's got the strength he's got the moxie to him. Uh, you know, he's a great leader, and I think uh, he's going to do really well. Zach, we appreciate you taking time. Uh, hopefully we can catch back up closer to the draft or after we know where you're going. But uh, but good luck with everything, and, and we'll continue watching here here in Virginia Beach. Appreciate it. Thanks so much.